Welcome to The Refuge Project. The Refuge Project is a place that we can have meaningful conversation in a safe place. And we're back, baby! Where's my buttons? Uh, I think we're back. We've been been back a couple weeks that it didn't come back. We just... We just keep trying. We keep trying. We keep trying. And hopefully this this is the, the week that... So look at us, people. We got it. Show, we got, show them all the shots. We show got them cameras. All the shots. Look at that. Okay, we got, so we got cameras everywhere. That's a split one. Yep. And then you saw this one. All right. All right. Yeah, and then yeah, we can yeah. just uh, get in. On, yep. Here's, my, just look, here's you know, my beautiful face. A, a, but here's the money shot. A, you know, here's the money a, shot. You know, you there know, you know. The money shot. <laughs> And uh, then we've also uh, you saw the beautiful logo. Oh yeah, when we yeah, yeah. when we yeah. started, you people saw that. Yeah, so we got um, all the shots, bro. We got yeah. all. Now if we can just get the shots and the audio to line up. So we did. Uh, so last week we did our first one back, yeah. and um, it didn't work. No, we did a whole episode, and halfway through it started lagging, and it got weird. The audio and the video were weird. Yeah, and, and it was like watching a foreign film, and it was yeah. it was rough. Yeah, so we scrapped it, and we're back. And that was after a uh, month yeah. and a half, two months of us trying to get this working. You don't even know. We went through you people don't cameras know. and microphones and stand. I like you don't like these things here. Yeah, trash. <laughs> <laughs> well, trash. They might be good. They're good for somebody. But we they don't weren't know good how to for use, us. We don't know how to use them. Weren't good for us. I don't know why. You know, the the interwebs and the YouTubes, they say they're good. But for us... I, I'll tell you this. I told my video friend at mm-hmm. some point when I bought that GoPro like a couple years ago. Because I bought it thinking um, I was wanting to have a quick, easy way to have... Um, to be able to like shoot videos of music stuff. So if I was working on a part for something, I could just have I could just hit go on the GoPro, record stuff, and it would be like a easy video, and hopefully it would look better than my phone. It would be I wanted it to just be set up and be simple and easy. That was the idea. It didn't end up happening because it ended up not actually being easier than the phone. Phones are so good. Phones are yeah, like getting it from the GoPro to the phone always was more difficult than it's supposed to be and. It wasn't significantly better looking, so I kind of didn't use it. But anyway, but I told my friend at some point. I told him what I just told you. And I was and like, yeah, I got a GoPro. And he's like, oh, yeah, the GoPro. Like, <laughs> like, he, was, like he didn't want to just talk trash about what the thing, that like the idea that I just told him, I guess since I'd already bought it. Too. Right. Uh, but you could tell he was like, oh, GoPro. Okay. And they're not cheap. I mean. They're I, supposed to be good, right? They're cheap. They're kind of cheap. I don't know. I don't know that much about cameras. I mean, they're hundreds of dollars. They're more expensive than these cameras we got now. Yeah. And I think this is... And these I, ones I mean, are working. Look how good I look. These ones are actually working. Yeah. Look at us, man. So, I mean, I don't, we don't know if it was the camera or if it was us, right? I'm just going to make gestures with cameras <laughs> hey. now. Now that we have cameras, just stupid. Uh, uh, <laughs> but you see podcasts on YouTube all the time. You do. How hard could it be? Couldn't be that hard. Mm, wrong. It was way more difficult than it should have been. <laughs> It was way tougher than it should have yeah, been. Yeah, it was. It was tough, but hopefully, hopefully, we're here. I think we got it working. Yeah, yeah. So I told you last week on the one that uh, Didn't we come out. just destroyed. Uh, 
that my sister's been asking me. She's, hey, what's going on with the podcast? Why yeah, is we've had no some people wanting, you know. People. Jimmy was in here today. He yeah. was inquiring, like, hey. Shout we, we, outs we, to Jimmy. Yeah, when we, we, we going to get some uh, some content coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I told you last year, I was like, uh, I was like, you can tell like how far behind people are by when they started saying, hey, when's the new episode? Yeah. Because we were like, a month or so out of not making episodes. And people were and just people, And up. they were just being like, hey, where's the uh, podcast? There's no new episode this week. I'm like, yeah, bro. You didn't. But anyway. Um, keep talking. I got to, I'm going to look up something real quick. All right, go for it. And uh, so I was trying to find. He said, keep talking. You can start. Go ahead. Tell me the story. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I didn't have anything to, to stall with. No. Oh, I'll tell you this because this was – I said this on the last podcast that we scrapped. I'm I'm trying to remember all the stuff we talked about. I finally got my fence picked, uh, oh, yes. built, and done. Tell about and happening. finger. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, his finger, dude. So my uh, – so, yeah, I had that fence down for forever, right? And um, I it was down for like eight months just laying there. And I was always – Killing I, the grass. Killing the grass, yeah. I still got a little patch where it's dead. But whatever. Um, but I kept not doing it because, one, I I kept either just not having the time, like I was busy doing something, or um, I didn't want to spend the extra money at the moment, or my dad was busy because my dad's got the, the pole digger stuff and all, so he was going to – I was going to use his tools and have him help me. So it was like trying to get all three th- – and then he keeps going to Colorado, so he'd be out of town, and then I'd be busy the next week. And Anyway, so it laid there for like seven or eight months. So I finally got it. I finally we we got all the time together, and we were, we we're gonna do it right. But you know how it goes; nothing ever works the way it's supposed to work, and everything takes way longer than it's supposed to take. So we uh, we went out there to dig the first hole for this fence, and there's I had this tree that's like right where we need to dig the hole, and uh, so we spent. So it should take you I don't know like fifteen minutes to dig that hole and pour some concrete in there. And then you move on to the next one. We had like five we got to do. That's about how long the fence is. We bet we bought like 60 pickets. So however long that is. Uh, but yeah, we go to the first one. Should take like 15 minutes. It took us, I think, like three hours. Because we kept having to like cut up the roots of the tree. I ended up just chopping the tree down. But even once you chop the tree down, you still, all the stuff that's underneath the ground. You know, there's a lot of tree under the ground. Under which the is ground. all right there where it's we needed. It's always where you got to do the, the Always. Hole. Always. So that, that was... 15 minutes that ended up being three or four hours <laughs> and then we so it took it took me like two days to get this fence built and the second day my grandpa came out there because you know he's the uh he's the woodworking guy these days and uh, but he's also old and so he doesn't want to do too much oh so. like 85 old no he's like 82 no he's 81 does it matter when you're that old 80 81 to 85 doesn't matter <laughs> We're about to have uh, all the eighty-year-olds were like, "Yes." <laughs> well, my grandma's about to turn eighty. Hey, claps! Uh, where's the clap button? My grandma's about to turn eighty. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a big thing. I gotta. That's a whole other thing. But yeah, so he comes out the second day, and he's kind of like project manager. Basically, he's like, "Hey, measure this," and then he'll cut the wood, and then you guys go put it up. Is kind of how it's going. Yeah, y'all need to measure that. Do this or that. He'll cut, and then. So he's cutting. We're trying to cut one some piece of wood, and he's uh, he's worried with this cut. He's using the handsaw. He's worried that he's going to cut 
the edge of his ta- of his tailgate because the tailgate's the workbench, right? Hey. That's how it is. Cars are expensive these days. Yeah, and he's got a nice truck. Yeah. So he's but he's worried that he's going to hit the edge. So he's his solution is he's got his finger under the wood touching the tailgate to kind of gauge and make sure he doesn't mm-hmm. hit which I anyway, he yeah. cuts his finger. Mm. <laughs> Shocker. Yeah. On that one there. <laughs> I'm going to use my finger for a gauge. He's like, and so, yeah, so he cuts his finger. You know, he goes, ah! You know, he's <laughs> jumping around and stuff. And my dad's immediately, call 911, James, call the-. And I'm just like, well, let's hold on. <laughs> let's let's find this finger first. I was like, well, because I didn't know how bad. I mean, he cut it with a saw, so it can't be good, right? Right, right. But I don't, know, I don't know if he cut his finger off or yeah. if he just... You know, yeah. needs a band aid, yeah, or, or somewhere trim, in between his, his nail. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, but there's blood, and yeah. so I'm kind of I, I go run and get some paper towels to mm-hmm. get the blood because you first. don't have kids and you don't got bandages and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Home. Minimal. So all I had was for band aids. I had one pack. I don't know how old they are, <laughs> where they came from. This one little like, six pack of no, it was the Grinch, ah. <laughs> the Grinch band aids, <laughs> and uh, and he's using some. Like sweaty, oily rag to oh, wrap yeah, up yeah. his finger. That's I said, the best. Not on an open wound that yes. you're trying to keep from getting infected. Yeah, you never heard him rub some dirt on it? I guess. But So I say, hey, you should probably use these paper towels instead of these that baits. nasty. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm doing that. And he's before I call the emergency room, right? And uh, he's all right, right? He's got a deep cut. But he's like, yeah, it's all right. I'll, I'll be fine. And uh, so he hangs out for like another hour. And then he says, "All right, guys, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go see Janet, and uh, we'll go check out this finger, see how bad it is, or something." So he leaves, and we call him a little while later. And uh, my dad's, you know, hey, want to check on the finger? What's going on? And like I said, you know, he cut it with a saw. It's pretty yeah. bad, right? It's Not good. A lot of blood. Yeah. Uh, but he goes, he's at lunch. He said, yeah, we're going to go to the urgent care thing, but we stopped, got some lunch first. He's diabetic. He leaked all of his blood out. Well, I didn't even think that he's diabetic. I was thinking like. All the sugar left his body. I'm thinking how bad can it be if he stopped for lunch first? Come on. But then I remember the the diabetic thing. It actually is. What would you rather do, sit in the emergency room full or hungry? Full. And you know they're going to take a while. Yeah, for sure. They always take longer than they should. And because of his sugar levels, yeah. it was actually important. Mm-hmm. And then they bring you food. It's some gross hospital food. Oh, you don't want that. You don't want that. Uh-uh. Might as well stop and get some steak. But he probably stopped at like Luby's or some, <laughs> some trash which, place. Which like right. Sound like he made a good decision. You know what it is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, come on. Anyway. But, yeah, so he in, ended up getting know? a couple stitches in his finger. I think he's all right, but. But the funny part about it was he when he told me is he went to like two or three different places because he wanted them to tell him if he needed stitches or not, but he didn't want to pay the $200 copay. And they wouldn't <laughs> tell him if he needed stitches until he paid the copay. That's funny. And he was just like, nah, I'm not be giving you $200 just for you to tell me I don't need stitches. Yeah. So he like went to another place and then finally he was just like, okay, I think I need stitches. I should probably get stitches. And then he gave you $200 and then he gave him a stack of papers. You know, he's like, yeah. I need to fill out these stack of papers <laughs> so you can take my $200 just to tell me if I need stitches or not. And they're like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yep. So, that sounds about right. Yeah. That sounds like him. Coupon. I got that in my blood too. I, that was the main reason my shoulder stayed messed up for as long as it was. Because, uh, well, yes and no. It was money, but also just like 
uh, I hated that whole system. Oh, and yeah. it was because when I dislocated it, I went and got it fixed. And then you got to wear a sling for like a month. And then I go to, I don't know what they're called, but some kind of rehab doctor. Uh, and so I go to him and he's supposed to check on it and then, you know, tell you what you're doing, what to do next, basically. Right. And all he tell, and he would, he made me wait for like three hours past my appointment, which mm. happens all the time. I get, but it was still annoying. Yeah, you know, he's just back there, like, dude. Yeah, he comes in with the nurses. He and comes stuff. in. He's like making stupid jokes. He yeah. doesn't do anything. After, I've waited for like three hours. He just tells me nothing. Basically, he makes me get another sling, which is the exact same as the one I have. And he's like, this one's better. Trust me. You're going to want this sling. Yeah. And then they charged me for it too. Uh-huh. Like, it was like 40 bucks for this sling that oh, I didn't yeah. need. And he it's was just part of the game and he didn't do anything. He goes, yeah, it looks like you still need it's to like, heal up. So, uh, just come back, see me a couple weeks from now. We'll see how it is. And it's I like said, going what? through a drive through line. And it's just like, Hey, we need to supersize that. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> not even, it was more like, Hey, you've got some fries. Why don't you give me those fries and buy these fries? Yeah. It was more like that. And so, and so, yeah, that cost me like 250 bucks for him to be like, yeah, go rest. Come, come back and give me 250 more. In, in but he didn't months. do anything. It was all just, mm. yeah, go rest. I was like, well, I can rest on my own. That's what I've been doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but really what is, so if I had kept going, uh, what probably would have happened is eventually he would have been like, okay, now we got to get some strength back in that area. And we would have done some like rotator cuff workouts and stuff. Nothing. But that's what would have, but I just never went back. I said, well, I can rest on my own without giving you two fifty every week and having you. So how's the shoulder now? Well, now it's okay. But for like a few years, it was jacked up uh, because I was just resting it all the time. And so I never, uh, like I never fixed this muscle here. I never did that. So I would do like basic stuff, but I couldn't quite lift it over my head all the way. I can do it now. I still can't really. Traps are looking good. Oh, 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 stop, 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 stop. (laughs) We got a people on camera now. Cameras, but uh, but yeah, it was messed up for forever because I didn't realize you had to actually like rehab it. I thought all you had to do was rest because that's what the dude told me when he was just taking my money. Two fifty. If he would have came back, he would have told you to rehab. Yeah, he. I. If I kept going, he would eventually been like, "All right, here's some like seven hundred fifty dollars later." Yeah. Yeah, it would have been like a thousand plus. Yeah. And then he gave you like some other fancy contraptions. It's like, oh yeah, you really need this one. Yeah. I was so I was so mad about the sling. Mm-hmm. It was the same sling. He charged me like forty bucks for it. On other news, I got a really good lawn care company that's doing my lawn now. Do you really? Because those are hard to find. They, it is. They're expensive. Uh huh. Let's let's hear the price. Let's hear this rich guy price. Now my old guy was charging me thirty five dollars a week. Uh huh. That's not bad. Not bad. And I got a decent sized lawn. This guy, I said, hey, come check this out. And he he said, he said sixty dollars a week. <laughs> A week. <laughs> sixty. I said sixty. Took, took your breath away. And he, was, I was just like my my other guy is thirty five. He says, "Look at your yard." I was just like, "Okay." <laughs> was well, it better? I mean, I couldn't say anything. My yard looked like crap, and this guy was taking care of it. You know. <laughs> And I said, he's charging me 35 And he was just like, okay, but look at your yard. And, you know, in this broken English, you know. Yeah. Look at it. Don't do it. He says, okay, 50, 5-0. And I was just like, 
Okay, I'll give you a chance. Uh-huh. I came back, and man, you get what you pay for. Yeah. This Sometimes. dude did, this guy did a good, well, the first two times so far, uh-huh. he's done a good job. 50 bucks. $50, though. A week. A week. The week's the tough part. Yeah. That's $60 more a month than the other guy. Yeah. But that's look at your the, yard. But my yard looks good, and he shows up on time every time. The other guy was a local young kid trying to get his business started. Yeah. And I went away from a good lawn guy, you know, to try to, you know, because I knew I know how it is to try to build a business, mm-hmm. you know. So I was trying to stay local, give it to the young kid in the area, all those. And then, you know, it's just one of those things. Just it was just work. like sometimes maybe the party was more important than the, you know, the payment. So, yeah. Um, but this guy does does a good job. I came home and I was just like, yeah, this is what I like coming home to. Nice. It makes neat. a big difference. Yeah, it Like does. when I cut the grass and it looks good and I come home to that, I feel so much better than when I come home and I go, ah, man, I got to cut the grass. You know what time. feels better is when you come home and the grass is cut. And, and you, you didn't, didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> for whatever, for me, that is the most satisfying I thing. I get it. Is you come home and you're like, oh, man, this looks good. And, and you I, didn't do I, any I of didn't it. Have it. Yeah. What it may you know what would be even better if I came home and both of my kids are out there working in the yard sweating. Oh yeah. You know, even yeah. if it looked terrible, mm-hmm. no, no, no. No, you want it to look I good. I want it to look good. Yeah. That's why they don't do it. Yeah. Everybody was just like, You got two kids, you need to have them out there. Nah, nah, nah. That's true. Why are they not doing it? Because they don't do a good job. Well you know? that's why they're not doing a good job. Well because they know oh you never did that as a kid? Oh, Just like, oh, I, had a I don't lawn, know. I had a true. lawn business when I was their age. Uh-huh. You know, I had 30 lawns that I did every week. Oh. You know, I've been doing this since I was 12 So years you just old. don't know that they're scamming you? You don't know I that do. they're like, oh, dad, it's just sorry. I'm not good at it. I do. I but guess I can't do these chores. I do, but my Luke works. Yeah. You know, he does. He really does. Luke, is, he's really stepped, over, uh, stepped up the last few um, few months. You know, he works for me in the summer uh-huh. for free. Oh. He doesn't, well, if I, I say. for you, man. I say for okay. free. Oh. But it pays for his gas money, his insurance, all for the rest of the year. Okay. So through the summer, he works for me. So it's not me. for free. It's not for free. I'm going to take those. <laughs> I'll just give you some crickets instead. You but do he doesn't complain because yeah. he knows, you know, whenever he wants to go do something, there's money in his little cash card uh-huh. or whatever. And he, he, he drives a nice car and everything's paid for paid for but then he came to me he was just like but i now i want some spending money of my own yeah. because now you know when he when he wants to go somewhere i'm like where are you going how much you spending because mm. it's my money that's right right so he wanted a little freedom with his own money so uh so i hired him to do my uh inventory for mm-hmm. my business like okay you're gonna be in charge of making sure inventory's here we have enough we're not running out putting it up yeah you know and so we bought this little uh, inventory app where he gets to run reports and different things. So I'm try- I try to give my kids stuff that they can not only uh, make some money on, but also that will teach them something that they can use in, in life down the road. Mm-hmm. You know, um, because shoot, an inventory manager can make a hundred and something thousand dollars a year. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of what I did before. Or he know, can work at Chick Fil A and uh, or not Chick- make the money that he's supposed to. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. But you know what? Adam worked for Chick-fil-A for a bunch of years, and it got yeah. him through college. And, yeah, yeah. Same. You know, and 
and y'all had you know y'all had a good time doing what you had. made a little decent money you know and it got you through i mean it wasn't good but it paid for my classes and my books you know but i was living at home you was living at home if i wasn't living at home that wouldn't have worked so but it got you there you, you got know me and there. i think and i was thankful for it it worked with my schedule yeah. and all that stuff um so i'm i'm thankful for chick-fil-a because it you know it it gave adam and victoria some valuable life yeah. experience you know mm-hmm. um and uh so uh, but also, you know, I pay him a little bit and he does the stuff for that, you know, I don't want to do yeah. Noah, but he just can't cut the grass. What's wrong with it? Why can't he cut the grass? Well, first of all, I would have Luke, to buy, a, I would have to buy a lawnmower. Oh my gosh. That's why he's doing a bad job. You got him out there with scissors or something. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, just doesn't look very good. Luke. Well, no, it's, I've tried this with the other boys. So I've, I've always had a, a lawn guy uh-huh. because they never did it. <laughs> I mean, I used to have a lawnmower and all that stuff, and they would just do a crappy job. So I was just like, <laughs> "You got punked, man! You got played." <laughs> the, uh, oh, the other thing, the <laughs> other thing that it was like you. one of the final things uh-huh. they were out there weed eating, and I don't know what they did, but they threw a rock and it busted my neighbor's <laughs> truck window out. So you said they're a liability. Yes. I can't. So I'm just like now I'm in the neighbors, just like who did this? I'm just like. Well, I mean, I can't, I'm not going to just admit <laughs> to it, but at the same time, you know, it's probably one of my kids. Yeah. So I was just like, okay. So I sold my lawnmower, and I was just like, I can't I, be paying for windows I, every yeah, week. Now, now it's the lawn people's issue. You know, <laughs> they bust the windows. Not, it's not me. Noah is how old is Noah? Now Noah's ten. Okay, that's the perfect age for now, Noah to cut the grass. Is spoiled to the core. Yeah. Okay. Noah doesn't. Adam, Joshua, Kelby, they they know what broke was, uh-huh. you know. They know, yeah. like, man, we might not even have enough money to go to Taco Bell after church type yeah. buddy, you uh-huh. know. Luke kind of came in on the end of that, but, you know, mom and dad's career started taking off. Mm-hmm. So he kind of know, you know, eh, we have to watch our pennies, but, you know, we have with vacation money and different yeah, things yeah. like that. Noah don't know nothing about <laughs> but. No, he's just like, when are we going to Hawaii? Yeah, when exactly. Are we going? He's just like, are we going snow skiing this this <laughs> week? You know, like, and then all of his little friends, you know, we live where we live. So all of his little friends are, oh yeah, they're rich too. Yeah. So he comes home and would just say, hey, dad, look what my friend gave me. A hundred dollar pair of batting gloves. Yeah. Because he got a new pair. Yeah. That was nice of the friend. Yeah. I'm just like. This is why he is the way he is. So, so he should be cutting the grass, learn a little of that. Yeah, I need, you know? I need, I need to, and he's a messy kid, so he spends all of his time just cleaning up his own mess. Yeah, like sorry, hey, I don't want to ruin this for you, Noah. I'm, I'm sorry. I agree. <laughs> like, I agree, but he ain't got no other time to but, but clean his own mess up because he's so so messy. That's what he's been telling you, Dad. I'd love to cut the grass, but I just don't have time. Man. Like, no, actually, look at my messy room. I got to clean this. Actually, Dad. both of them have begged me to mow the grass for money. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, for have, money. For money. Okay. Yeah. Noah wants to be a car washer when he grows up, I think. Okay. Because he, he's trying to go around to all the neighbors and wash their car, you know. Hey. But You got to hustle. But they got to pay somebody else after they pay him because it's terrible. <laughs> It's like streaked up. It looks like a 10-year-old did it, you know? Yeah. I had uh, a kid come to my door the other day. It was a couple months ago. And he's just like, hey. Uh, you got any chores or any yard work or something I can do? And I think I had just cut the grass. And yeah. I was just like, 
No. no. <laughs> Sorry. I got nothing. I normally try to find something for those kids because they, they're outside. They yeah. try. You yeah. know, they're not inside watching If I hadn't videos. just cut the grass, I'd be like, you can cut the grass. You, yeah. Can you do that? Yeah. But, uh, I, but I probably wouldn't let no. them cut my grass either. I'd let them. I don't care. No. I ain't got some fancy yard. I would have went out there and like, threw a bunch of marbles on the ground and said, hey, yeah, go pick up those or something. <laughs> no. I ain't doing that. And then I had a different kid come like a month later, and they were just selling chocolate. And I said, okay, I'll buy a chocolate bar. Oh, that's a good hustle. I did. Oh, yeah, man. But this was, you know, it was that fancy world's finest whatever. Oh, yeah. That all the you know little league good? things do. Sandra bought me some uh, chocolate-covered almonds those are good. from uh, Bucky's. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, uh, I you know I started eating them. Then now I have to give myself three a day because I'll eat. Them. <laughs> I got a problem, man. The problem I, is you have chocolate covered almonds in the house. I have a problem. If you're if you, if I got chocolate covered almonds in the house, I'm gonna eat the chocolate covered almonds. You know, I have a problem yeah. with sugar <laughs> because they will tell me where all the cookies go. I'm like, I only had three. At a time. You're like, well, we. Were, I could only have three chocolate-covered almonds. <laughs> what do you think I'm going to eat? i got to eat. somebody got to eat. <laughs> well, they're like, the problem is just like, come on. Like, listen. If you're not going to eat them, I'm going to eat them. You're going to eat them. Well, that's what I'm saying. Don't expect them to be in there for two weeks. That's, that's what I'm saying. Your problem is isn't like, oh, man, I'm just crazy. I like sugar. It's you've got all the sweets just in the house. They're there. You're going to eat them. I'm going to eat them. But that's the, yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. That is the problem. And, and and we buy them for our kids. And I never had Why are you stuff. giving them chocolate? They can't even cut the grass. <laughs> I never had that stuff growing up. I would go to my cousin's house, and I would be like, Oh whoa, yeah! Whoa, whoa. Oh yeah! You open the pantry and all the stuff, just like all the stuff from the commercials you have yeah. ever seen. You're like, oh, my thing was it, it was tricks all, are for kids. Yeah, it was all name brand stuff. Oh when you go to the, yes, to the we had house. the cereal in the bag. Yeah, dude, you had. The, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had them. Uh, I had them marshmallow treasures. Uh, I didn't have Lucky Charms. No, no, no. I no, had no, uh, no. like honey toasted oats. Uh. <laughs> I didn't have Honey Nut Cheerios. Or, or, or the ones that... <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, what did you have? We had the the frosted shredded yeah, wheat. Yeah, frosted. No, no, we didn't have the frosted. We just had the shredded wheat. We just wheat. Had shredded wheats. <laughs> in the big bag. Yeah. They were you horrible. Had a, you had to add some sprinkled sugar to it dude. so that'd be sweet. Oh, <laughs> the worst. Dude, my, or I no would, honey on the on the Cheerios. Yeah, just, just Cheerios. Yes. But, but they weren't. They weren't even called Cheerios. <laughs> yeah, they were just. They were the worst. They were the worst. I was the maddest I ever got at uh, cereals. Was yeah, that's a sentence there. I just said the maddest <laughs> I ever got at cereals. I remember this to this day. Is I went to get. Um, I I was looking in the pantry, uh, and I was probably like fourteen, and I saw Captain Crunch. Because we sometimes we'd get the name, you know. Sometimes it's a sale. Yeah, yeah. Buy two for four or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, so I saw Captain Crunch, and I went, "Oh, Captain Crunch, that's great." And then I pulled the box out so I could see the whole thing. And on the box, it's called. It says, "Oops, all berries." Oh, that's the name of the cereal. So some dumb idiot 
was like, hey, you know what people love the most about Captain Crunch? Yeah, the is berries. the berries. So we just have all berries. Nobody likes the berries. The worst. Yes. The berries are fine if it's a sprinkle in here and there. Yeah, so you can pick them out. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember I was like, oh, Captain Crunch sounds good. And I got it. And it said, oops, all berries. Like it was mocking me. And I was so mad. I said, See, nobody wants all berries. And I threw it away. This is the problem. When people start mixing things together, it's because they're running out of ideas. Uh-huh. Sort of like, why don't we take some berries and mix them with Captain Crunch? Oh, yeah. Or why don't we take vanilla ice cream and add something to it? No. You liked it because it was vanilla. Yeah, it's true. You liked it because it was Captain Crunch. Quit ruining it and they putting stuff together. It. Now you got my, uh, some kind of all this crazy name. I went into the, the blueberry and the blueberry, the... <laughs> Bluebell Owl of the day, and it was just like these long words that nobody could even like oh, yeah. pronounce it. And it is ice cream. Yeah. Just give me vanilla. Yeah. Just give me chocolate. I like the chocolate. Well, well you can do the the, the, the great divide, the half oh, chocolate, yeah. half vanilla, uh-huh. but it's not mixed. <laughs> great. Fifty fifty. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you what, they didn't keep selling oops all berries. I saw it. At <laughs> Oops, no more berries. I, I saw it in Food Town at some point, and it was you know on a crazy sale, you know like three for three dollars or something. Hey, hey, do do you watch the uh, do you watch the Fast series? The like Fast and Furious. Yeah, no, I uh, saw like one or two movies. So it's too fa- much. Fast Ten just came out. Yeah, I don't watch movies. Yeah, but you know? you're gonna watch that horrible. I watched every one of them, and you loved it. I loved it. Loved it. But hey, loved spoiler it. alert. Give everybody you just for the next minute or so. Just he's going to ruin an already terrible movie. I'm going to ruin it for you. So just turn it down if you don't want to hear it. But here I go. Yeah, here you go. They all die at the end. (laughs) All of them. Well, it's about time. They've been just well. They don't. They've been jumping out of helicopters and driving cars off of cliffs and stuff. It's about time they die. It doesn't show them dying, but it makes it look like. Oh well, then they didn't die because they got to make fast eleven. But 10 is like, <laughs> this would be the perfect opportunity to kill them all they off. They had the best opportunity after like two. But you know, now The Rock's coming in. The very, if you watch through the credits, it's The Rock. You sound like some kid who just watched a Marvel movie. And he's like, oh, but you go after the credits I don't though? think, I don't, I don't if, it's, if it's The Rock with no, what's the dude, the bald head dude's name? Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. If it's not Vin Diesel, because it, listen, it's all about family. Yeah. So yep. the whole story is about Vin Diesel keeping his family together, mm-hmm. and and we're gonna fight for family no matter what, yeah. right or wrong. That's right, family. Yeah. But if he's not there and it's The Rock just flexing all the time, <laughs> I mean, nah, I'm not into Eleven. The Rock just flexing. Him and the other. Hey, you guy. know, families aren't there forever. Family's not forever. Family is forever. It's not, though. It's legacy. People move on. People move out of town. Families come around on holidays. You know, eventually, Grandma dies. You know, Vin Diesel's going to die. Vin Diesel and his kid. Okay, if you're back, just one more second. (laughs) Vin Diesel and his kid died together, bro. Yeah. Or not. Did they? Or not. Wait, he killed his kid? He took his kid with him? Yeah, in the show. Wow. Because his, there's some family he, he, for you. He was teaching his kid to be like the, the ultimate driver, right? Yeah. And, that and the, then they died. At the end. You know who's the uncle now? No. What's I don't the, know anything about him. What is the, uh, there was a wrestler, one of the popular. Hulk Hogan? No, 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 no. 
That would have been sweet, Uncle Hulk. <laughs> I don't know the, the 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 wrestler's name, but he was one of the popular dudes. The uh, the guy with that always wears the robes, like the fancy schmancy ones. No, 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 no. Ric Flair is no, it? Ric no, no, Flair. No, no. That's the, that, the newer than that. Newer than that. Oh, I don't know. I don't. I don't remember his name, but uh, he's one of the the handsome guys, you know. Mm. But they're uh, all pretty handsome. Yeah. Um, but he came in, he saved the day, and then they got together, and they all died together. I mean, maybe. Maybe. It's just. I mean, they did leave it on the cliffhanger. I just can't. I can't they're just, the, those movies are just too ridiculous. Now, nine, after nine, I was just like, too much. <laughs> this Okay, you are the reason that these movies exist, because it took you nine movies to go See, too the much. The CGI was off the chain, bro. Yeah. Like, the whole movie was CGI. Uh-huh. Every once in a while, you know, Vin Diesel come in, family, and then it was just, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then it would go back to CGI, you know, these big monster trucks, like, jumping off of cliffs and landing two mountain ranges over and stuff like that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, ah, if that's what it's going to be, I'm done. Yeah. And then 10, they got back to family. They got back. They got back to family. So I saw the first one back in the day. I don't oh, even remember man, it, but so I remember bad. like it was fine or whatever. Yeah. And I think I saw some of the second one, and then I, I, I wasn't watching them. And then Fast Five came out when oh. I was in, I think it was in high school. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of people wanted to go see it. And I was like, I guess I'll go see it, whatever. And so I went and saw it. And so watching <laughs> Fast Five, I was like, this is too much, dude. Five was too much? I was like, this is... <laughs> I don't even remember any. De- I just remember, you know, everything's exploding and they're like flying in these cars doing crazy stuff. I was like, this is just. Hey, they went to the outer That's space what I'm saying. in nine. And so, nine, they went to outer space. So, this is, so, I, so I came in at five. I didn't even see three and four. Mm. And at five, I was like, this is way too way much. Way too much. And you went till nine before you're like, I don't know. He drops that, <laughs> that outer space. <laughs> in space. I don't know. Car. It took you till nine before you said, this might be a bit much. And then well, here came I mean, Vin Diesel. He's like, yo, but family. And you're like, oh, uh, I like yeah, that. Yeah, you got me. You got me. You got me. Pull me back in. It's just, you. you know, it's just like, it's kind of like golf. Is it? Yes. All right, guys. It's just like Dave golf. is going to talk about how Fast and Furious is like golf. Go. So golf has got 18 holes, right? Let's get you on your own camera here. Let me talk to you. Yep. Tell us about the golf. Golf is like... <laughs> here, let me bring this up. <laughs> yeah, tell us about golf. Golf, you have 18 holes of golf. Yeah, do you? You can have 17 horrific holes, but one. And it brings you back again. That it's just like <laughs> Fast and the Furious. Is it? They were mostly horrible. Yeah, they were mostly horrible. So I'm saying. <laughs> one scene about family and them sitting around praying together. And then and you're just, just in again. Brings me back to a 10. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure if I say I'll never go back to 11, you'll see me in the, Dude, You'll be at 11. I'm you're right. committed. I'm but right. this is the problem. That's with, the problem. That's the problem. That's what the same thing I said with the Marvel movies. Oh, I saw man, the that first reminds me. I need, to get, I, need, I need to pay for my ticket. To- <laughs> Forgot to give him money for my ticket. Ah, oh, man. But that's the thing. I watched the first handful of the best of movie them. I ever watched. Which one? Free one. Which one? The free one. No, just <laughs> any free ones in general. Yeah. But yeah, you watch like nine of them you got to you got to like going. i guess i got to keep watching the story and they just keep getting worse and worse and you're like now, I just- now adam's father-in-law watches them too mm-hmm. right so now it's a thing that me and him kind of like we go together 
Yeah. We bond and we do I've this. I've pretty much tapped out on them. I've been like, you know what guys So what what is what is what is what is the movie that you keep going back to that that are not good like Star Wars? No, those, I pretty much are, tapped out those on those are not too. Good. The <laughs> all of them are not good. We're not, I'm not even going to start this because this will get too. Good. I mean, uh, he's just trying to do a thing. <laughs> he's trying to do. It. I know what he's doing. Superhero movies. The, most Come on, most good. of them these days are not, not good. good. No, the last superhero movie I slept through. Yeah. What was the one? The, the, Which one was the, the girl one? Uh, the Captain Marvel. Is that was she was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if it's I don't know, there's a few girls. No, there was the whole movie was about her. Yeah, there's a few of those. Yeah, terrible. It's probably that one because that one was. I mean, I don't even know if it was terrible, but I was asleep, <laughs> and it had all the noises. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the whole surround sound. <sighs> yeah, yeah, you were the surround sound. I don't know what my movie is that I just. You, I'm pretty good about being like, no, this is a horrible movie. And not just continuing to watch it. Yeah, but the Marvel ones, I still kind of will a little bit. Like, uh, I saw the new Guardians of the Galaxy, and it was pretty good. Terrible. It was pretty good. Come on. It was pretty good because you're invested. If I wouldn't no, watch it, no, because it, I, like, I didn't watch. This is the watch... most terrible movie ever. No, this one. If I would have w- missed the last five and watched this one, and be just like, oh my gosh, how much CGI? So I missed the last, like, four movies or so. Because, like I said, I was just like, they're not going to be good. This is like, not I'm Superman not... 1. Yeah, they're not that good. But uh, I watched. I did watch this when everybody's like, "Oh, it's it's really good." Because what this is what happened for a while there. A few years ago, this is when it started. Uh, well, first when the Marvel movies come out, everybody be like, "Oh my gosh, you, the new whatever movie's coming out, it's going to be amazing." And they go go watch it, and they come back and they say, "And you say, how was the movie?" And they say, "Oh, it was awesome." That's just because they dressed up for it. Well, that was the first. They few were in years. costume. So what and can, then the what last are they supposed years, to say they dressed up for it. <laughs> No, they really had a good time. But then those same people, the last few years, they'd say, oh, my gosh, the new movie's coming out. It's going to be so great. And they go watch it, and you say, hey, how was the movie? And they go, it was all right. And that was... That's because they didn't have their cape that time. I don't know. But that was the new trend. Used to, it was like, the expectation was way up here. They'd go watch it, and it met or exceeded expectations. And, that, and then for the last few years, the expectation was still pretty high because before, they had high expectations, and they were met. And they see a cool trailer, and the expectations are high, and they go, and they would be like, yeah, I mean, it was okay. And that and that was just, like, more and more of that. Yeah. And I just finally got to where I was like, I'm, I'm not going to keep going to these movies that are, like, just really, really average. Because not. the storyline is always the same. And it they're always similar. character. And then it's always it's a like cliffhanger. It's like a And, it's, and the, nothing ever gets wrapped up. I hate when the storylines don't get wrapped up. We talked about this with Scooby-Doo. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Always wrap up that story. Yeah, it's you know like Lifetime. You go small town, fall in love. Yeah. The debate is, do I go back to the big city? There's always a holiday involved. At Hol- some point, holiday. it's Christmas or Thanksgiving. It's always you know some chick under some tree and it's snowing somewhere mm-hmm. and she's falling in love with yeah. this you know yeah Johnny Lover. But at least you know they know like hey that that's our thing. That's what we're doing. We're going to build a whole channel off of it. And everybody that's going and watching those, that's what they're expecting. We're going to have the same actor and actress in every single one of them. But, well, it'll be slightly different. Slightly. It'll be a different person playing the same role. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, basically. Oh, okay. I thought that was awesome. <laughs> it, It's a different, I mean, it's a different, you know, this this one's not Ashley, this one's Brittany. Mm. But it's the same thing. Y'all have dancer names. Oh, is that what they are? <laughs> I have a cousin named Brittany. <laughs> she she don't dance too much. No, 
She probably the Holy Ghost dance. She got no, nah, dude. She got bad. Uh, she got a bad ankle. Oh, I think yeah. she got a bad. No, she got a bad elbow. Mm. I feel like she's got a bad back. Jeff Hall. Whoa! Whoa! Wow! Jeez. Man, turn that down. <laughs> Jeff Hall, relax, we got, baby. We got all the David stuff hooked up. So yeah. All right, we should probably go into uh, something here. Let's go into Culture Corner. You ready? Let's go into uh, Culture. <laughs> culture Corner. Here we go. What you got for us? Okay. Hey, show me the toe. <laughs> hey, guys, I don't know if you're noticing this right now, but you can see what? the article on the screen right wow. now. Is that not amazing? That's pretty cool. We're cool, man. Yeah, guys. We are we we're, lagging? We're we're good, no, no, right? We're man? good. Oh man, this is gonna be the best episode ever. It's our first one back, kind of, sort of. We'll see. All right, so here's the story. Uh, right, tell me the story. And Adam told me this story over the weekend, which is why. So actually, I don't even know how old this actually is. What does that say? Oh, this is from March. March, April, uh, three months. Asian. So it's I mean, a few months. I mean, it's ago. old for news these days, but. Well, here's the thing. It's a good story. So I'll, um, I'll just summarize it real quick. Show me the toe. Uh, Roe erupts over megachurch pastor who claims to have regrown amputee's toe through prayer. Okay. So here's the story that Adam told me instead of, like, reading this entire thing. I shouldn't have. Uh... Yeah, because Adam's probably way more accurate than this. <laughs> yeah, it's probably way more accurate than the paper. <laughs> but so he said, so there's this church. Uh, some pastor is preaching <laughs> at the church, and... He says something like... Hey, by the way, um, there is a, a whole website. Oh, I'm going to show him. Okay, okay. I'm going to get in there. Okay, let's get there. Um, so, pastor tells the church in this service, he says something along the lines of, hey, God told me that we're going to do some miracles tonight, uh, and I'm talking about, like, regrowing something. I don't know exactly what that means, but if, if you're here, you know who you are, come get some prayer. And uh, so eventually this lady goes down who's missing a toe. And uh, the uh, does it say in this article? Let's see. Let's pray. Does it say? Okay. I don't know if it says. They it saw here. the bone come. Uh, what does it say? Wrapped in flesh by the morning. Well, wait. So here. So the, I don't think it says this part in here. But he, so Adam told me. The toenail formed. Well, wait. We got to oh, get. Oh, sorry. You're sorry. jumping ahead. No. The, yeah. We got to find out why she didn't have a toe first. Oh, okay. So this is why. She, so Adam told me her ex. Uh, well, was amputeed in from, 2015. When her husband broke into her home uh, and it, shot her multiple times in an attack. That also. Oh, I didn't hear that part. That also claimed the life of her friend. Wow. So she gets in some thing. It's like her ex-husband gets there's in some a, fight. There's a song back in the day by the Ghetto Boys that says, Why you shot me in the eye? I would have shot you in the body. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, sorry. Thanks for that, dude. Uh, so, yeah, so this dude shoots her toe off. So mm. I guess he's a horrible shot. Um, but I mean, not. Yeah, I mean, he I killed mean, a friend. Anyway, so she's missing a toe because she got shot off by this dude. And uh, so, yeah, so she goes down for prayer, and apparently the toe grows back. Um, the claims were, let's see, they saw the bone come wrapped in the flesh, and by morning the toenails, everything had formed, and she had three brand new toes. So I mean, she, he looks like an honest dude, to so, tell you the truth. Well, so this is where it gets weird. Uh-oh. Um, so there was only like three people that saw the toe. 
There's the lady. There's the pastor dude. I think. Let's see. Does it say it in here? Ooh, da, da, da. Oh, we're gonna have to read the whole thing. Well, okay. So there was only like three people that saw the toe. Um, the toe or no toe? The the new toe. Okay. Toes. Um, and it was there was a lady that was praying for her, and then the pastor and like one other person that was praying. Um, and the next day. They tell her, like, hey, you should go to the doctor, get it checked out, see what they say, right? So they go – so that one of, one of the ladies that was praying for her, her husband is some kind of doctor. So they go to him, and he and they don't tell him what's up. They're just like, hey, can you take an x-ray of this foot? Tell us what it looks like. And all. I, I, I know how what happened right here. Well, so they take the x-ray. They take – they go to the doctor, and they were just like, this little piggy went to the market. No, he didn't. <laughs> He didn't. He didn't do this the little piggy grew back. No, that's not what happened. <laughs> but so they go to the. They Are go to the sure? doctor. He takes the X-ray, and uh, he says everything looks cool. I don't know what y'all are looking for, but this looks good. This piggy's good. All, these, all piggy's these piggies, all, good. all the piggies are good. And so, uh, but then everybody, so that gets out, right? So they're like, she came down. She got prayed for. She grew some toes. They took her to the doctor. He says, yeah, the foot looks good. Uh, like without knowing, which do we know what toe it was? Was it like a big it toe said, or a little? It said piggy three toe? of them. I think it was the middle ones. Mm, the ones that's normally longer, get yeah. a longer toe than the, than the yeah. middle toe. Oh yeah, that's my big my. Uh, your big toe's your middle one. The, the like pointer toe, yeah. I guess you call it. It's just like constantly it's flipping slightly. people off. Yeah, just letting them know. <laughs> but so this is where it gets controversial. Is so she claims she had all these toes grow back? They show the ex- they got an X ray and uh, said it was good. Um, but she won't show anybody the toes. Everybody's like, well, let's see these toes that God just made grow back. And she won't show anybody the toes. Mm. And everybody's like, well, why won't you just show us the toes? And so now it's the whole thing. Cause the only, supposedly like, three people saw the toes. And, uh, so that is when let's go back over here. So where are these people at? So here we go. Let me pull this one up. Oh, no, not that one. That one right there. Oh, wait, was, I gotta go right back there. here and then go back. I remember. Sorry, y'all. We're pretty professional here. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I mean, so some people took it upon themselves. They made a website what? called ShowMeTheToes.com, baby. So you can they go even there right got now. The .com. <laughs> and so it's all these, uh, it's all these like scriptures and stuff talking about. So like, uh, you know, God performed creative miracle. Less. Oh wait, no, this is talking about her thing. Uh, where'd it go, dude? Anyway, hey, email us at proof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like all these people. Show me And there's a, I think you can go back. Her injuries oh, yeah. include three toes. There we go. Did, all right. Did you attend? You can click on there. You can go home. You can go to these uh, these news articles about it. You can check out stuff about the church staff. So they got like all the info you'd want about the story. Here, this was show one me day the ago. toe. This was one day ago. Yeah, they're still like, please, lady, show us the toe. And, uh, yeah, they have this, this, here's the scriptures, Luke seven seventeen fourteen. when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourself to the priests. The, and they, that was exactly the scripture I was thinking about. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. But she ain't going, she ain't showing anybody. Hmm. So, so it's a little, uh, it's a so, little weird. So go, did, did you attend? Is it just oh, a form gosh. to fill out or what? Um, I think you can call, call for, for proof. proof. If you attended the week of power and were a witness to Christy, I don't want to say Chrissy Thompson's claim miracle, please email us here. 
So yeah, so if you saw it, you can send him an email and be like, oh, "I saw it." Mm. Um, now, truth, you know, I'm not never been really a foot guy, <laughs> but uh, I kind of find that hard to believe. I kind of want to see the toes. I want to see the toe. Yeah, yeah. Who doesn't want to see the toe? Or no toe? Or no toe? Well, but this thing. So there's no way she's got a toe because why wouldn't she just show you? Oh, she so don't think she has a toe. No, I don't think she's got the toes. But then I'm just thinking, well, why? Like, why would they do that? Yeah, what's what are you doing? Maybe she just wanted a miracle so bad. I don't know. Because there's people like that that want it so bad that they convince themselves. But supposedly, a few people saw. Um, but also, part of the weirdness is, like I said, the doctor that they went to was one of the ladies' husbands. Mm. So there's kind of like a. Uh, tie there so i watched this movie called two guns oh yeah it was uh denzel yeah 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 and, uh, uh with the uh, marky mark and the yeah yeah. Munch. Wal- yeah yeah mark Wahlberg. Wahlberger. this is the problem because when when denzel got shot he went to a veterinarian mm. so I wonder if she went to a veterinarian instead <laughs> i think she just got confused yeah. Just sitting there in the waiting room with like, a bunch of puppies. She was just like, I'm not going like, to James' doctor. He made me wait for three hours and yeah. $250. And this, I just uh, go to my dog's doctor. And she was just, he was just like, yeah, most dogs only have three paws anyways. <laughs> three little pads. It looks good to me. That's probably what it was. He said, looks good to me. He said, yeah, this is the best. This, this ball best. looks good. <laughs> yeah. That's probably what it was. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. I should be an investigator. I got this stuff, bro. I don't know. They make, I mean, they got websites and everything. They couldn't figure it out. No. I figured it out in five five minutes. You did. <laughs> you did indeed. He's like, man, this out. is the best paw I've seen in years. Just ridiculous. <laughs> so that's my story, dude. Apparently there's toes being grown uh, and not being shown. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, before we start, <laughs> before we start rapping, let's just jump into the song we got for you. Okay, today. here we go. Let's go. This back song is uh, still greater. Tell us about greater this song. still. Tell us, <laughs> Brandon Lake. I haven't done this in a while. I know, here Brandon Lake. Greater still. All right, here we go. Make her big. Make her big. Okay, I Love this song. You met me at my lowest moment. You saw me at my very worst When I expected disappointment Love was all I My sin was deep Your grace was deeper My shame was wide
was deep Your grace was deeper My shame was wide Your arms were wider My guilt was great Your love was greater still Can't get enough of that song. I've been I've been uh, starting my day off before I listen to anything else uh, with this song uh, f- for this whole month, uh, and then I got a message that's going to go along with it on the twenty fifth that I'm going to be preaching. Yeah, so it's going to be good. Oh, so this was all in advertising? Oh no, no, I was just like going to kind of threw that in there, but uh, it's just a, a wonderful song about you know. The, the love of God in our life, no matter where we at and how how ugly our sin is and all those things that God is still a uh, God of love and he loves us anyways and he doesn't necessarily um, approve of our sin, um, but he loves us through our sin. And uh, the song is great. Uh, the music is wonderful. Brendan Lake's range is unbelievable. He's everywhere these days. Yeah. He's on all uh, the Christian music. One thing I did notice about, I had never seen this particular version of this song. Yeah. And you're a guy that, <coughs> you're a guy that uses lots of uh, technology and music. Okay, yeah. Um, and you're a drummer. That's true. This, this guy, true. he goes so simple uh-huh. on his little drum setup. Yeah. But a, a striving it at the same time. It works. He had two different kind of soft, what do you call those things? Stick thingy, yeah. whispers. <laughs> you know, whispers. I don't know what the technical term would be, but yeah. The, They're the like brushes. Brushes, brushes. They're brushes. Yeah. He had like one organic brush uh-huh. and then one plastic brush. Yeah. But he wanted to go digital, but couldn't leave the snare at home. Yeah. He, I didn't even see him use the digital stuff. I don't no. know if maybe they were going to use that for like a different song, or maybe it comes in later. Yeah, know. yeah, probably the, the the song gets bigger later, so he probably uses it. Yeah, I mean, all I all I heard was the uh, the snare and the kick. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, but, I, I'm a big fan of simple stuff if it works. Yeah, but sure. uh, just think it's I think it's uh, interesting how uh, musicians they they'll they'll get real. They'll want to keep it simple, but they'll, they'll get real inventive about how they go yeah. about making their music, which is which is cool. I've oh. been on all sides of it. Yeah, it makes uh, it makes music interesting. Yeah, you know, and that's what's that's what's good about music is just, it's all about your taste and how you want to how you want to come out with the sound that you want to come out with. Yeah. You know, um, and people do it all over the the world and bring out all this great music, and mm-hmm. I love it. I think I told you we changing a. I was changing my live setup for yeah. Ben stuff. We like haven't I, talked I, about it here. I don't know. I got a different piece of gear. Yeah. So 
before the setup was Ben would have he would play guitar, sing some, and on a few songs he'd like loop a bass line or something, but he's mostly guitar. And then I had three or four synthesizers, a drum machine, a mixer for all of it, a bunch of pedals for all those different things, um, and then like a looper. Uh, and then I was singing too. I had a bunch of stuff. And so I simplified it. I got a different piece of gear. What'd you get? I got this. I got an MPC, mm. MPC one. The old school one? Like the no, real, it's the... like a newer one. Oh, but okay. It's still like an Akai MPC, but yeah. it's like a newer version. It's yeah. got a touch screen and stuff. Yeah, I bought uh, Luke one of those for Christmas and he never used it. The MPC one? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Dude, I. If I'd known that, I would have just bought it from him. Yeah, I didn't know you was looking. I know you said you was looking for equipment. I didn't know that's yeah, what you was looking for. That's what I got. Well, anyway, yeah. whatever. I got a new one, and it's all mine. Uh, <laughs> but so now, instead of me having three or four cents, uh, pe- effects pedals for all of those, a mixer and a looper and all that, now I've just got the one piece of gear, the MPC. I've got one synthesizer and some pedals for that one thing. And so that's, and then I'm going to have actual drums now, which used to. Uh, bring in drums always felt like so much work because it was like, oh, I got to bring all these different pieces. But now, like, compared to what I was doing with all the cables and everything, bringing regular drums feels like nothing. Right. Like, it doesn't even feel like... Anyway, they're so... They're just big and bulky. Yeah, they're just big and annoying. To, yeah. They take a lot of space. But So, yeah, so now, depending on the song, and some songs I'll do both. I'll either be playing drums and singing some or... Uh, controlling some patterns and stuff and playing some synth lines or whatever. And then some songs I'll kind of do both, depending on the part. I'm really excited about it. It's going to be a lot cooler. It's going to be a lot more streamlined, and uh, I think it's going to be really cool. I'm really excited So about have you all practiced with it yet? Yeah, we've done some. It's coming out good. Uh, pretty Are you, are you using it. any mini stuff to, to, like, start music on, like, well, drum, I'm starting like, it all myself. Like drum strokes or anything like that? No, I ain't got that yeah. that intense with it. But uh, so depending on the song, I'll, so some songs I'll have a bunch of different patterns that you can make on the NPC, and I'll just kind of like, I'll, I'll start a pattern, I'll play some stuff somewhere, and I'll kind of tell it when to go to the different patterns, and sometimes I might like manipulate some stuff on there. Yeah. Um, so it'll just, so it's playing a pattern, and then I tell it when to change, and I'll change parameters and stuff. So you're still like playing it. And then some other songs I kind of did where, you could turn it into song mode uh, where you just make a bunch of patterns and then you just tell it to play this pattern this many times, then to do this one next. So all you got to do is hit play. It'll play the whole thing. So on a few of them, I'm doing that because the parts that I am playing are so – like they it's I'm using all my limbs and stuff to where I, I don't have time to like tell it to switch patterns or right. whatever. And uh, so there's a few of those where I'm kind of hitting play and then I'm doing all this other stuff. But uh, – I'm really happy with what's going on. Cool. When's the next show? Next show's in July. July. Uh, Mid July, I think, if I remember right. You know where it's at? It's at Last Concert Cafe. There's a few. This band called Gravity Kings hit us up a while back and was like, hey, will you play the show with us? And then they got a couple other Houston bands to play on it. I'm pretty excited about the show. I think it's going to be cool. But so, it's like legit. So gra- the Gravity. Gravity Kings is what they And they're, they're kind of a bigger touring band? No, they're a Houston band, okay. but they've been playing a bunch in Houston, and uh, they're like a kind of funk, soul, groovy kind of band, like that kind of Oh, yeah, y'all fit right vibe. in on that. We'll work, and uh, I'm excited about it, though. It should be really cool, but it's like a legit, you know, it's a legit venue. Last Concert Cafe is a smaller one, but, you know, it's a legit venue. Like, they 
whenever uh, we were going over all the details for it, they the band sent us the like the proposal from the venue, which just the fact that like they're even sending us a proposal right. is like a thing yeah, yeah. where they're like, hey, this is this is how much sound costs, as much lights costs. Here's all the costs for the whole to rent out the place, basically. So you got to sell this many tickets to break even. Um, if you sell all these, we can sell this many tickets to the show. You guys would take 90% of it. Like, you know, it's just like all that kind of stuff. So I'm pretty excited just to, like, be a part of a legit thing, right. <laughs> which is nice. Hey, there's a documentary out. I think it's on um, HBO Max uh-huh. or, yeah, I think it's HBO Max. It's uh, Ian Bick. Ian Bick. Ian Bick, B-I-C-K. And... Um, this this kid that went to jail for three years for this posse. They got him on a posse scheme, but mm-hmm. I don't. I think it was kind of a small town deal, and they just kind of ruined this kid's life. <laughs> but uh, so he was in. He was uh, he was in high school, and he started throwing these these house parties, you know. Mm-hmm. And he was like really good at it. Okay. And, and so everybody wanted to come to his parties. Yeah. Well, then he was just like, okay, you know. He, his parents were like, okay, enough is enough. Like, you keep lying, tell us, you know, 20 people are going to come and then 300 people show up. <laughs> and his dad was like, but his dad was always just like, always said, well, at least I know where he's at. He's, yeah. he's at home, you know, he's not out, you know, drinking and driving and all that stuff. So, and he's, he's never real, a real big drinker or whatever. But his dad, finally, his mom and dad was like, okay, I'm, we're not doing this no more. Yeah. So he went to this club and was just like, hey, I just want to, Rent, rent the small room out for the night. You know, we're just going to have this team party or whatever. And, you know, he sold like 500 tickets and made, you know, like 20 grand or something like that. And then he was just like, I can do this, you yeah. know? Yeah, so yeah. another company, like a local, like, you know, one of these party room or whatever where you can have like uh, uh, weddings and stuff at or mm-hmm. whatever, they hired him at like 15. Well, and he was just like, how old are you? He was just like, well, I'm 15. I'll be 16 in three months. And he was just like, when you're when you're 16, you're working for me. Mm. So, and they wanted him to go around and, and, and start booking proms from all these different high schools and mm-hmm. stuff. Because he said a prom uh, is like, you know, a, a cheap prom is like 60 grand that they're getting income for. And, yeah. and then he was getting 10% of it. Hey. And so he was like making 40 grand a year in high school just booking proms hey. for this venue. Um, so anyway, so he started doing this and then he started like trying to book like Wiz Khalifa and these different mm-hmm. things. Well, he would get there and there were always something would happen. Like snow came in and snowed this one out. Well, they already had paid the artist and, the, and it was like a non-refundable deal. So then he would like, he would lose some money, but he always had investors, mm-hmm. right? Cause he couldn't, you know, he was a kid. He couldn't come up with sixty, seventy thousand dollars to pull this off, so he had, you know, kids from school and their parents invest into it. Well, thing something always happened. Okay. You know, he would just like all almost get there, but then he would lose a few thousand dollars. Mm. You know, so and then like so, he would put on the event, yeah, but he just wouldn't quite make. His he money wouldn't back. quite make his money back, and then. The you know, but he would always tell that the problem was he would always tell his investors, "Oh yeah, we made money." Oh, <laughs> so they would invest in the next one, you know. Yeah. So he kept going on, and he would just make excuses. He would pay some of them off, uh-huh. and then they would like reinvest. But then he always had this other little group over there that he was always giving them like, 
you know, oh, the, you know, the, the, the venues haven't paid me yet. And yeah, yeah. So he was trying to stretch to the next venue so that he would pay them off. And then the next guy, the other group, that he would just like, that's hey. The, you, yeah, that's the Ponzi that scheme. That was the Ponzi scheme. And he didn't even know that he was running a Ponzi scheme because yeah. he was. He just got he, caught up. He was a kid. Like the Polka King. Yeah. And uh, so this went on and uh, on and on. And then he ended up like um, doing these bigger venues. And that's when Wiz Khalifa and all these bigger guys started coming in. And then he got in and over his head, ended up like borrowing money from drug dealers to try to get out from the things that he was, you know, with his parent, his friend's parents and his parents. Yeah. And, so it just got like ugly fast. Yeah. And he ended up doing like three years in, in prison over it. And, uh, Fun. Yeah, so now he's got his own, own podcast. But the the documentary was pretty good about how he went. Uh, yeah, and, that's interesting. I'd yeah. watch that one. Yeah, so Ian Bick, um, and then he has a, a podcast. And his podcast is more of uh, kind of like prison type stuff. Yeah. People's experience in prison and mm-hmm. kind of, you know, kind of his story type deal. Yeah. Like young, fat, white kid. That's what he says in prison and mm-hmm. how his experience and stuff. But, yeah, definitely uh, – Pretty cool because it, it it covers a lot of like behind the scenes of what it takes to promote a show. Yeah, it's a uh, lot, man. Yeah, it takes a lot, and then you know, and then a lot of these guys, you know, they're especially when you're in the rap industry, these are gangsters. Yeah. You know, they're from the streets. They're trying to do these rap careers, and and then you know they'll blow you off and take your money, and then what are you going to do? You know, you're, yeah. you're this white kid from the suburbs, and this gangster just took your money. What are you? What yeah, are you doing? What are you gonna do? Yeah, you're not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so he could, that kind of burned him one time, and so he had to like set up like secured ways to do monies and different things like that. But yeah, pretty interesting. And is it, yeah, yeah, I think the biggest thing we ever did was because we've just done a lot of stuff ourselves. I think the biggest thing we've ever done was probably that local Palooza thing where I like rented out the pavilion at a park in Pasadena, right? And I got I got probably a couple hundred or so people to come through throughout the day, which was cool. Yeah, but you know I had. I had multiple bands. I had a bunch of different artists, like uh, like craft artists. Like I had Tara out there selling ceramics right. and that kind of stuff. And we had a food truck, uh, you know. So it was like a lot of pieces, and I put the thing together. Yeah. So that was kind of crazy, but yeah, that was, it was difficult. But we've done, you know, with uh, the record label and stuff that we've done some pretty good things. The biggest one I ever done was here when yeah. we had a social club come through. Uh, we probably had, you know. Six seven hundred people come in. It gets crazy because when you do something big like that, you have to like, you have to think of all these things that you didn't ever think of before. Uh, I mean, like when I put on that thing, yet you, you had to just think about like, is there a place for people to go to the bathroom? Yeah, you know, like I threw around some ideas. Of maybe we set up a stage here, do something here, um, but just stuff like that. It's like, does anybody? If you get two hundred people to show up, like, where are they going to pee? Yeah, you know exactly. So, then, yeah. then we were dealing with social clubs, so they were kind of uh, on the you know the big end of of uh, the Christian scene mm-hmm. or whatever. So then they had riders, you know. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they sent over like exactly what the sound equipment had to be, and then yeah. they had to prove anything. If it wasn't just this, then they had to approve it and food and flight. I mean, like yeah. you know, it was. I didn't like dealing with all that because, and I understand like they're flying all over the United States every single weekend, and yeah. and people try to, you know, throw them a, a cheeseburger or whatever. So I get like they have to have some of that stuff in, but I would have treated you better than what you was asking for. Oh, you know oh. what I mean. So, but I understand that they have to. Do oh, it. that that'll preach. Is that what they say? <laughs> that yeah, exactly. Oh, but you know, I but I get it at the same time, you yeah. know, because I've we've sent artists to churches and then. 
they didn't have, you know, they had the the, the karaoke machine. Oh yeah, and we're Ooh. just like, Eesh. you know, this is. <laughs> I get what you're trying to do. Yeah, but this is not working. That's another reason I was trying to like streamline our live performance because uh, we didn't have that many inputs. Because I mean, most of my stuff was running through a little mixer on stage anyway. Um, but it's like if you didn't have. Uh, like if the sound guy, whoever that is, if there even is one, uh, if he's not pumping all my electronic stuff properly, right? That the whole thing's off. Like if we can't hear it, you know, we're trying to play to the drum machine that's coming through there. If we can't hear it in the monitors, right, it's a problem and that kind of stuff. Or, and if it's not pumping right in the house, then everything else just sounds stupid and out of place. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. so that's another thing. I'm gonna bring a little. I have this bass amp. Uh, that I'm going to use as, like, my own personal monitor all the time. And I figured, worst-case scenario, if I show up somewhere to play and uh, just it's not happening from the sound end, like, I've got everything. I can just crank up the amp. We've got all my electronic stuff. And Ben's got his amp with his guitar. And we're good to go. Just just blast it. Just blast it. Yeah. So how, many, how, how often is it where they don't have any... Any sound guy I mean, it depends on what kind of place you go to, you know. Most of them will have some kind of sound guy, uh, but it's, you know, they're not, like, really a sound guy. They're serving (laughs) serving coffee in between doing the sound or something. Yeah, it's something crazy like that. Or they just don't know how to do anything. Yeah. So you say, hey, can I get more vocals in the monitors? And it's the end of the world to try to get. (laughs) He's like, I don't know, bro. They told me to just turn this one up and down. It's crazy. Yeah. It's it's such a blessing whenever you go somewhere and you have just like a competent person that knows how to do, how to run their system. Yeah. I I think we're, we're super lucky to have, you know, you here and some of the guys that you train for us here. just like, dude, Chevo stepped in for me the other day. He did a really good job. He did a good job. He did a really good job. And, uh, and it doesn't always happen that way, yeah. you know. Some of the guys that we have, and they and they try. And I'm not yeah. putting anybody down at all, but it, it doesn't. You could always tell. And we in back in the day, we could always tell like if Calvin was up there or not. Yeah. You know, we could always tell if you're up there or not. Yeah. But this, when he stepped in the other day, he did a really really good job. Yeah, um, he did a real good job with uh, Stephanie's song. You know, mm-hmm. was, of course, she killed it anyways, but uh, she made that one easy for him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, speaking about documentaries, um, the Hill Song documentary just came out. Mm-hmm. It's on FX, so if you can, if you go back on the FX app and and watch it from the beginning, we're not quite finished with it yet. But man, it's it's been a really really good documentary. Um, I think at times it's it's uh, what do they call those pieces like a hit piece a hit piece definitely it was a hit piece at times, but if you can look past the hit piece side of it the secular side of what they're looking into because uh, it's two worlds right you you have one world that living and has certain ethical ways of doing things and they're judging another total different world and ethics and all those. Yeah. So those don't always meet up in the, in, in, in the documentary. Um, so you got that part of it, but if you just look at it from, uh, a Christian leadership part of it and look at like how the church can be better. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of things in there, how a lot of times we overwork our, our, um, our volunteers, yeah. you know, uh, because I mean, at the end of the day, 
no matter how big your church is, you only have a certain percentage of people that's going to volunteer. Yeah. And if you're not careful, you burn those people out. And then spiritually, you know, they're not there because they're doing God's work, but they're doing so much of God's work, they're not actually being fed spiritually. Yeah. Uh, and I think that we have to be really, really careful about that because I'm sure it's that way in every church. And the smaller the church is, the probably the worse it is. Um, but even in those bigger churches, what I got out of, of the, the volunteer part of it is they were so like uh, top heavy as far as payroll, paying mm-hmm. paying Hillsong, the... The big executive the, people. Yeah, and then the pastor's getting paid good and the staff is getting paid good and then they have these like, you know, um, roadie type, volunteer positions that are putting in like 40, 50 hours a week. Get nothing. They, that are, you know, they, they'll get the, the pre food and the post food, mm-hmm. you know, but they don't get paid at all. Mm-hmm. And some of them are trying to balance like real a jobs. Job. And then that, and then some of them are just like, God has called me to do this. So we're just, you know, we're just living with mom in their basement <laughs> and trying to, you know, put these 40, 50 hours yeah. a week into, into, into God, you know? And I mean, 40, 50 hours is crazy. It's a lot a man, for a volunteer, you know, like regularly, not even just weekly. You know, we'll do stuff like that. like with the convocation or something, yeah. you know, it's just a, it's a half a week or whatever. Yeah. And you just deal with it for the week, you know? But, but then, even at the end of that week, you're like, man, I'm, I'm like, I'm burnt out. Like, I need oh, yeah. to get some rest. And, you know, you get a couple of days rest before Sunday gets here. You know, mm-hmm. you get like Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then but that's Sunday. like one week. Yeah. Yeah. You tell me they're doing that kind of stuff like- every single week, you know, because it's a big production. It's not just a yeah. church service. Uh-huh. I mean, they got the full blown, like you was, like you was walking into a, uh, a concert every single week. Oh, yeah. You know, the lights and the sound and the AV and the, you know, the, the the merch sales on the outside and the coffee shops mm-hmm. and the, the you know they're all volunteer like you would Man. think at some point like you're making money where's the money going yeah that's the problem that I had is like where where is the money going um, and so Carl Lentz he uh, he is a big part of the documentary but he's not the documentary like his his failures in Hillsong of him cheating on his wife. Uh, kind of sparked um, an investigation. Like, okay, what's going on? Why Why is this, you know, um, this pastor that's a celebrity mm-hmm. hanging out with Justin Bieber and, um, you know, all these, all these uh, New York rappers and different things, which I think that at the end of the day, he, his heart was right trying to minister to these celebrities. Mm-hmm. And then you fall into being a celebrity because you're around celebrities. And then yeah. you're, on top of that, you're in New York. So it's just the most high-profile city, especially before COVID, that anywhere in the United States. Yeah. And then you have these mega church, you know, on top of that. Um, so you kind of fall fall into some of those things. Um and then when he had his failure with his family, like the local paper, you know, that's what they do, especially yeah. in New York. They're like, okay, let's look into this. What's going on? Mm-hmm. And um, and one of the things that they, they said about, uh, about Carl Lynch was that he, he had some of these issues before he got married, why he was in Bible college as far as sexual type deals. Like, and that, not that he was having sex 
in college, but he was having a lot of these like hard desires that he was really trying to fight off of wanting mm. uh, different women and different things like that. And he was kind of a a big shot on the campus type deal because yeah. he was the prodigy. Uh, he was, you know, always the, the best communicator in the room. And then when you go to Bible college, that's what it's about. Yeah. It's about being a communicator and how you communicate to the crowd. And uh, and that's the one of the biggest parts about being a pastor on stage is being a great communicator. And once you can do that, you know, you shine above everybody else. Mm-hmm. And then he got, you know, he got um, the Houston, the Pastor Houston and his family's they 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 seen him, you know, because he was standing out among the rest, and so he then became a part of the family, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and um, so, but in in the documentary, he even talks about like as young ministers that there's that thing that to really be a pastor or even a youth pastor, you need to be married, so you, you don't have some of those desires and different things with the young with, with you know with the young girls or whatever uh where you know, that that stuff is being taken care of at home yeah, yeah. so that doesn't roll over into your ministry right sure. so he felt like okay well i have to get married mm. to take care of the desires and if i get married all those feelings that i have will go away yeah you know and i think that's a um something that we have to be careful with and and I think it might be better now than it was when, when, we, when I, especially I was younger because like we didn't talk about sex or sexual sin or desire or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, that was an uncomfortable thing with, yeah, yeah. you know, with um, a, a, a dad and his son or whatever it may be. Um, and then you get sent off to college and if that has to deal with it and for him, like he got sent off to college on the other side of the world. Yeah. Um, and so the things that he might have been a little closer to home, he questions or whatever may or may have not helped or whatever. But um, when I looked at it from a young pastor's perspective, I think that those questions really needed to be answered and and checked on. Like if you have a young pastor in your church, it might be, hey, let's sit down. Where are you with this? Mm-hmm. I know this might be uncomfortable, but where are you um, in your sexual desires and, and different things like that? Because we want to make sure that you're you're ministering from an overflow and a healthy place. Because if you're not, you're, you're ministering from an unhealthy, empty, and that's what Carl Lentz kept saying. It's like, man, I was ministering from an empty place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when that happens, then that's when the really the the core your core issues in life become it, popping up, start popping up, yeah. and then you begin to act on those things. And that's kind of the, the the real big thing of the documentary that I took out of it. Just like we need to be as a church more proactive about our leaders, especially when they become, you know, when. Uh, they're the biggest thing in the room. Yeah. You know, and and I understand it because, man, I wasn't even a rapper. Right? And I would go to these shows and I would have people like talking to me and I'm just like, man, this doesn't feel right. Like, yeah. we're not talking about music no more. Mm. You know what I mean? I had this this lady wanted to, wanted to um, she wanted a meeting with me and we our apparel was like really popping at the time uh-huh. and, and uh, we were selling a lot of apparel, but she was just like, she was just like, okay, I can, uh, 
I can do your apparel. Oh. So I need I need to get a meeting with you, mm. right? And I knew better than just show up with me and her, right? Yeah. So I didn't tell her, but I brought a business partner with me. Yeah. Well, this chick was like dressed, <laughs> and I'm just like, man, I thought we were. Where chilling. was it? It was like this, like a little Mexican restaurant, you oh, know. Okay, yeah. And she was there before, and it was like a table in the uh, back. She got and, margaritas on the table. No, no margaritas, <laughs> but. You know, and then when she seen that I was with somebody, she was just like, <laughs> you know, I, and I'm just like, I'm not even the rapper. Oh, that's funny. You know, like but can you imagine if you are the yeah, rapper and the sure. things that you know are being and yeah, uh, yeah. and some of the, some of the things that the some of our artists would tell us is just like, hey, I just want to be up front, man. This stuff, this is going on, mm-hmm. um, and then then you start seeing it. The same girls coming to every show, mm-hmm. following this one guy yeah. around, and he's married, and and uh, so it's one of those things that you have to. Do you ignore it? Because I mean, at the end of the day, that's like our responsibility is responsibility is him. But how do we? How do we? Yeah. navigate this thing you know yeah um and vaughn was always good about it you know vaughn i don't think he ever was scared to talk to anybody about anything yeah, and, yeah. and he would he would talk to some of these young ladies and just like hey man like come on represent who you are you know don't don't you don't have oh, to. he talked to the ladies yeah you know he wouldn't talk to the guys well, i no, guess he'd no, probably talk both to, to both you know but it was easy because we had a relationship with the guy like they were yeah. on our record label uh-huh. you know they were normally a friend before they become mm-hmm. you know on the label or whatever but talking to this girl that just shows up to yeah you know and then we get to talk to her about self-respect and all the things but what yeah. if what if that wouldn't happen you know, and she's yeah. throwing herself at, and, and and who knows if she stopped or not, but she stopped with this guy anyways. Um, so, but I think as a church that we need to be more proactive and, and a lot of times in the church, man, I really feel like that when we're, we're behind the eight ball and things, mm. especially when we deal with um, another thing that they dealt with, with, you know, with pride, the, the pride month and them trying to reach, really reach people that might have these thing they're you know gay or whatever but trying to reach them and love them but at the same time when you do that you show you you know for the rest of the crowd that feels like you're standing behind what they what they're standing behind mm. no no there's a difference there's a difference of loving people and trying to reach people and then yeah. agreeing with what they're they're trying to push sure and i think a lot of times christians are a little bit Selfish or something. Uh, I don't know what the best word is. Uh, if you love them, that means you agree with them, and that's not always the truth. I, mm. I I love some of them before I agree with them. You know, before they decided to give their whole life to God, I was you know yeah. walking them through their life. Mm-hmm. So, but it all changes if you're gay. Yeah, you know, there's certain things in church that are okay. Like you could be a drug addict, a pimp, a prostitute. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Jesus loves you, but God hates facts. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think that that's where we lost this whole generation because the generation before, like my generation, that's what that's what the message was. Mm. Like God hates what you're doing. Yeah. Okay, God does hate it, but he still that's like half of what the word yeah, was. It's not the whole. Yeah, God story. hates the sin, but he loves the person. Yeah. But we didn't say that. We said God hates the sin. So now, um, 
when we're trying to reinduce or reintroduce God into this culture, it's just like, yeah, God hates what you're doing, but it, let's focus on the love part of it, you know? And they dealt with a lot of that. They got a lot of bad, um, you know, publicity from their church for trying to love the sinner, yeah. you know? And of course, and then from the pride side and the LGBT plus and all that, they got a lot of kickback because they wasn't standing behind them. They welcomed him in the church, but mm-hmm. they also preached against what was wrong. Yeah, and it was like it was a Pentecostal church. So I don't like what 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 are you, what was you expecting? Yeah, wasn't that a big part of the documentary? Was them being like uh, in Hillsong? Like I, I feel like I think I saw a trailer where there was a a girl who like attended one of the Hillsong churches, and uh, she was like. Uh, yeah, I went to the church, and then they said that it was sinful for me to be gay. Yeah, and was like all mad about it, and it was like, well, what did you think? Well, even like, like the one of the secular reporters, he was just like, "What was you thinking?" Yeah, like it was the, like she was trying to frame it like she was this big victim because she went to this church, and they were like, "Yeah, we don't, you know, the Bible says this." So that's yeah, we'll, we'll love you, but it's wrong. Yeah, you know, and that was their stance. And in the in the, in the secular reporter was just like, I don't even know what some of these people were thinking because. Look on their website. Uh-huh. It tells you exactly who they are. They're a yeah. Pentecostal radical church. Of course, mm-hmm. he calls them radicals, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, because they're Pentecostal. But uh, yeah, but so that and, and, the, and even even um, uh, Carl Lynch was just like, "When's enough enough?" Like when, like even when he was dealing with a lot of the black and white issues when all that was going on there. And, uh, during COVID and, you know, it was Black Lives Matter movement was real mm-hmm. strong at that same time. And he was like, man, I, w- I really felt like I was doing everything that I could do. Um, and, of course, when he was just like, okay, let's really focus on this. And he brought a lot of the black members in and staff and different things. It was just like, tell me how you feel about this. So I so I understand from, because I, I don't, you know, I went to an all-white college and I, I grew up in an all-white neighborhood. He was really trying to reach out to the black community to understand their point of view. And then so he started implementing, like having more black people on staff and more people of color on, on the stage. And, and then it was just like, well, you're only doing that because... Because they're black. Because they're black, yeah. And then he was just like, "No, what, what happened? We all got in the room together, and we were just like, what do you? How do you feel? And what do you want? And this is what, this is what you said. Do you want it? Yes, you know. And then and he no was just win. like, "When's enough enough?" Because he he felt like that the line kept getting moved on them. Mm-hmm. You know, when he would do what they, they wanted him to do, then they would just like, "Okay, well, now this and now this and and and, and I don't know what the right answer is, you know, because I could only imagine how." difficult that situation must be because we're blessed to be in a multicultural church and um so we've never really had any of those issues here um but you know it's just one of those things and i was just thinking you know here again as as uh uh, most churches in america sunday is the most divided time of uh, of the week you know whites go their direction mexicans go their direction and blacks go their direction and then we're all in these separate you know, um, echo chambers and we're talking about God, but we all have a spin on it depending on what our culture is. Mm. Um, and I don't, 
I don't see that in in God's word. You know, there wasn't yeah. a cultural spin on the word of God. That there was their own cultures, and 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 Jesus did speak to them based on who they were, and if they were farmers, or if they were, you know, uh, fishermen or whatever. Um, but it was it wasn't it wasn't uh, black and white. You know, it wasn't a black and white thing. It wasn't a, you know. Um, well, he kind of did sometimes, but when he did, it was stuff like, uh, like he talks about the Good Samaritan story. You know, that whole story is about the fact that these two groups of people that don't like each other, right? Like he uses that in the story, and then you know they end up the Samaritan ends up helping out the person that they're supposed to hate, and right. that's the one that stops. And also, like he would use it, but yeah, it was he, always it to would, be like, "Hey, we should be helping each other." Correct, out. right? Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't a one sided culture. Yeah, view of, of something. He wasn't like this is how the Samaritans should praise God. And right. This is how exactly. Yeah. And I think when we in church sometimes that's you know we we have you know we have the white Jesus here, mm. you know, and then we have the other side you know whatever they they push from their culture or whatever and and I get it you know because we all we have a view of what we know. Yeah. You know and and we'll, you know I can remember just the different. I grew up in um, in a community where I was one of the very few white people, right? And mm-hmm. then you could just go into different uh, Spanish people's house or, or or black friend's house or whatever, and just the smells of the different foods that they ate and different things like that were so different, mm-hmm. you know, and the words that they used and the uh, it was just different from home to home, much less being, you know, raised your whole life in, the, in that culture, you know. Uh, so it's really interesting, and that's the th- kind of things that I took out from it was just like how can how can us as a church, a body, not just Elam Church, but as a, a body as the global church, how can we get ahead of some of these things, and so we're not always behind? Yeah, and I think that's when change really happens is when uh, we don't ignore what's going on in the world. Uh, that we we had it face on is sometimes there are going to be some bumps and bruises and we're going to do the wrong thing. Uh, yes, and are we going to take backlash for it? Absolutely. But I think that the more honest that we are, and the more times that we take these things head on, and when we do have these stumbles and we may may say the wrong thing or or um, do the wrong thing that people will be more likely to forgive us because they've seen the pattern of us really trying to stay ahead yeah. uh, of some of these cultural issues that we're going through. Yeah. So. Yeah, it sounds like an interesting documentary. But I don't think most people, if they watch it, unless you he- listen to me talk about it first, are going to mm. get those things out of it. Yeah. You know, because I always, even when I was in the secular uh, world doing uh, secular work, anytime I went through a, uh, a training I was just like, oh, how could that help yeah, yeah. Elam? Yeah. How can that help, you know, my, my church family? Mm-hmm. And I would always try to look at it from that, that, that position. And then when I would, I would go through training at church, I'm like, okay, how can that help me be a man, better manager over here? Yeah. Um, so if you always kind of look at it from how can that help another situation instead of just being in the box that you're in, um, just kind of open your mind up a little bit and, and see how that can help, you know, ar- yeah. all the way around instead of just mm-hmm. the – the little bubble that you're in. So yeah, sure. check it out. Hillsong on uh, FX. And I think that if, if you got to look at it through a open mind, um, 
you'll you'll find a lot of different things in there that that can uh, that help you in, in real life. Um, one thing I do want to talk about here, maybe in the next few weeks, is kind of the the things that are going on in culture right now that I've that I've that I've seen is, uh, and you've seen it too, is really them trying to smash the man down, mm. uh, and really the feminists rising up to the top and. Um, you know, and then some of the LGBTQ plus stuff is just like, if you really look at it, I was just thinking about this on the, on the ride into, to, to work today. If you look at the transgender stuff, have you ever, who are they promoting? They're promoting men turning into women. Do you remember any women turning into men that they're promoting out there, Bud Light, any of these, mm. any of these things are really promoting uh, the feminist movement. And I know this is going to be one of those things that's going to be hard to talk about, but I, maybe we can find somebody that we can bring in. That's that, that's um, that can really talk about it because what I see what's going on in culture right now is American culture right now is they're really trying to push the what do you call it? Um, you got feminist and you have what's on the they don't even side? have a man. Uh, I mean, you have the men's activist groups, but those guys are kind of a joke. yeah. But there's a there's a word I'm looking for. Um, anyways, it's just like um, they're trying to get rid of that because who's going to stand up at the end of the day? It's still going to be the strong. Normally, the men are going to stand up for you know the rights. They're going to they're going to be the one. The, the majority of the ones are going to the military, mm-hmm. and kind of what we talked about earlier is just like if you take a hundred rights away and you give back ninety nine, everybody's going to be okay unless yeah. there's somebody there that's going to stand up for all hundred. And it's usually the men. You know, mm-hmm. the men are the, normally the ones that carry the load. Uh, or the there was there was so you a, want to talk about some man stuff? I do because I think there was there was a study that I heard that um, that they were saying that the testosterone levels in men oh yeah supposedly they're super low yeah they're super low now because of the foods but be, they're doing that because the testosterone level the higher the testosterone 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 level in men. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the more likely for men to push back in, in controversy if they oh, don't you think agree. Something on purpose. I think that there might be something to it. Uh, uh, I think that there might be something to that. Well, I know that the Bible talks about in Genesis about you know um, about us as men be, trying to be destroyed, you know, um, and us coming back and stepping on the devil's uh, the devil's head. And I think that if we look at that and fast forward it to now, I think you're seeing some of those things. Um, the gender stuff's interesting because uh, I heard somebody, I don't remember who was saying it, but I heard it somewhere that they were saying that society today is praising men that display a lot of feminine qualities and they praise women that display a lot of masculine properties. Masculine. Uh, masculine properties. And then they are like shunning men that display men qualities and women that display more traditionally women qualities. It's like if they're praising people that go hard in the opposite direction. Right. And And, you're like, yeah. And I think that, I think that if you look at those things closely and 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 I'll try to do some research and try to bring some people in on it because I, I think it's pretty interesting when you start, 
talking about power from the top. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the easiest way to 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 gain power from the people? And that's yeah. to take away the people that will fight. Mm-hmm. You know, and most of those are are the masculine people in yeah. in the community. So, I don't know. Interesting, uh, but yeah. Hopefully you enjoyed it, man. I think that we got Did all it. the way through this thing with uh, no issues. Without it crashing, being horrible. Yeah. Uh, if y'all if y'all like what you see, man, uh, let us know. We'll definitely get it out there. Yeah. So we're putting this on you. We're gonna, we started a YouTube channel. We're going to start putting these on there. Um, it's still going to be on all the regular audio only places. So anywhere you've been listening to it, and keep listening to it there. Yeah, keep listening to it. We'll put the link to the YouTube page in uh, in, the, in the audio. We'll link some stuff. Yeah, we'll link it up. Um, Check us out on Instagram. Start an Instagram that we're going to just like post stuff about the show on there. Yep. So if you got an Instagram, go follow it there, at uh, Refuge Project. Yep. We'll I think leave. there's an underscore somewhere. Well, well we got to do better yeah, on that. I think, we'll I think it's a – oh, man, what is it? We'll, have, we'll have all the links in the Yeah, we'll have links and stuff. Uh, that way you can find us. And, and we want you to interact, man. We're, we're putting it up on video so we can uh, try to interact with you guys. Uh, yeah, give us uh, you know, give us some comments on stuff that yeah. If you think not, something looks horrible, let us know. Whatever, it's we're, not gonna hurt our feelings. Maybe yeah. a little, but as long as we don't get personal, <laughs> we're good. Just let us know about, how we uh, can improve. We can talk about uh, the shine coming off of David's head mm. here. Check it out. Look at that. Oh, we can talk about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. Anyway, we, we need to get some makeup people in there to you know, knock that down. Oh yeah, dude, get yeah. some makeup people. <laughs> Talking about being masculine and stuff. So give you some makeup. Hey, you never know. All right. Well. Anyway. (laughs) We love you. This is The Refuge Project.